Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome to this week's edition of the Geekly Planet, where we talk about all the things that we're geeking out about. We hope that you enjoy this week's episode with your hosts, Pat Aldridge, TJ Tamer, and Trey Pierce. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of the Geekly Planet, where we talk about all the things we we geek out about. Uh, We here at the Geekly Planet believe that we all geek out about something, and once again, here you are choosing to suffer through what we are geeking out about. And in the pre-show meeting, which by that I mean the 30 seconds before TJ hit record, we were discussing the uh, mountain, Dew, the hard Mountain Dew that uh, Trey and I have tried that TJ can't get in North Carolina. And so, boys, I'm I just so want you to keep going with it. You're what? I went, I went wandering from store to store last week. Uh, looking for Hard Mountain Dew. And then I was like, God, where is this Hard Mountain Dew? So I finally looked it up, and it was like available in Illinois, Arizona, Florida, somewhere else. And I was like, oh, not the state that I'm in. Dang it. Because I wanted to try it. I'm sorry. But, so... You just have to come visit, TJ. That's all that means. You know, and back to what we were talking about. Yeah, the, the the order that I put the hard Mountain Dew in is not the order I put regular Mountain Dew in. Because Thanks. I'm pretty sure Baja Blast is what's keeping Taco Bell in business right now. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I went to Taco Bell last week before we went home for Thanksgiving. And I was in the drive-thru. And I was I ordered my food. And I was like, with a Baja Blast. And they said, we're out. I canceled the order and drove off. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm not eating Taco Bell without Baja Blast. Get out of my face. The only reason I'm here is because of that. Exactly. <sighs> it was really disappointing. So I'm bummed out that I don't have hard Mountain Dew to try. I did just have some Martinelli's apple juice, which is the <sighs> best apple juice. Put a little, uh, put a little, uh, little rum in there. It's gone now. Uh, well, oh, you, so, you're one of those. It's like, I'm going to get the fancy good apple juice and chug it. I bought a gallon of it, son. It's just there. So now I will fill up. But the one I had was a little, uh, how many ounce? A 10 ounce little orb of it. Yeah, I actually, heard you open it. Yeah, because I I had a gallon, and then I drank it all. Well, then I went back to Walmart, and they didn't have any more gallons. But they had like the little four-pack. But they had an entire six-pack pallet of four-pack. And so I just picked up the whole case. I'm going to tell you right now, um, I learned this at a a, a, a fairly – which should have been an advanced age, but wasn't. Do not drink that gallon of apple juice in one sitting. Oh no, you'll poop it out. But oh, yeah. now, <laughs> yeah, while you're sitting there, it won't, you won't even get a chance to make it to the bathroom. Yeah. So now the little orb of Martinelli's apple juice has been filled up with early times bourbon whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Because it was the only glass I had available. I felt it was a little bit too alcoholic to just drink out of the bottle. So I poured it into a different bottle. (laughs) So you're watering it down, barely. No, there's nothing in there. It's straight. He's, he's appling it down. He's appling, I'm appling yes. it down. So now it's I got, got early times with a hint of apple bourbon whiskey. There and, you go. There you go. You know. There you go. Oh, also, we were having the conversation about Beef Shack because Josh started it. And how about a birthday shout out to Josh? It's his birthday. Happy today. birthday. He's finally guy. 21. <laughs> like like TJ, like TJ, he keeps promising to visit Chicago at some point, but I will do it. I'm I'm beginning to think that uh they're just figments of our imagination, Pat. That really it's just you and I doing this podcast and one of us is making up a voice. You can't even we're, see we're me. hallucinating <laughs> the TJ part. Yeah. Simultaneously. Okay. I don't yeah. even have my camera on, so you can't even see me either. It's, Right. Shared hallucinations are a thing, right? It or you'd be. see me drinking this really brown apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious. But yeah. That smells so, a lot like bourbon. Yeah. Weird how that works out. It, it turned. You should you should you should pour it out. Well, my brother, I went to the ABC store and uh got him. I found a bottle of Eagle Rare that he he's getting for Christmas. Oh, you got ABC stores. We do have ABC stores, yeah. Okay. See, that North like- Carolina is actually a weird place. It's fine, it's cool, but we are a well, you know, we're a single buyer. ABC stores are the only stores in North Carolina that can sell liquor. Yeah, that's how Pennsylvania is too. And so, it keeps it like that bottle of Eagle Rare that I got for $45 in Jeremy's state, my brother, because Buffalo Trace is so hard to come by, they, they'd they sell it for they'd way more. Up. They'd mark it yeah, up. So. Um, but that also means that you should, you should be able, because most of those, like Pennsylvania has it, so I imagine North Carolina has it, is they'll have like a, a lottery for Pappy every year. Yes. Enter it. I will. And if you win, I will buy it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddies, let me just put it this way. If I win the Pappy, me and Pappy will get on a plane to Chicago and we can just have some Pappy together. Listen, I'm just saying, because I know even even then, like MSRP on a bottle of Pappy is like tree fitty. Yeah. I, you know, if I, I'm just saying I will happily send you the tree fitty to have you personally deliver the bottle of Pappy to me um, mm-hmm. for us for us to share, you know. I, I, and then I, I'll I, even leave it there, my guy. I'll there even leave go. it there with you. There wow. That's friendship right there. It is. I mean, the bottle will be empty, but he'll leave it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the use of bringing an empty bottle home? Depends Although, on how many, uh, how many days I'm in Chicago, how empty that bottle gets. <laughs> So we've been in the house a week and a day now. And on the first day that we were here, my father-in-law was cleaning the above the kitchen shelves, you know, in the kitchen above the, the, the shelves yeah. and found a some hooch. 
what was it? What was it? Vodka? Tommy gun vodka. Tommy gun vodka. The oh, bottle God. was shaped like a Tommy gun. Oh, yes. cool. They used to sell that. There was a place, there was like Al Capone's hideout down somewhere out here. Um, and they yeah, were in St. Charles. There. Yeah. Just north, just north of St. Charles. Yep. That's cool. Right you love it. Right you love to see it when people move out and forget their hooch. Yeah. Oh no, it was empty. Oh. <laughs> it was just a but bottle. the bottle was cool. It's still cool, just not as cool. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Well, anyways, we've we we've talked about beef shack briefly. Listen. Josh's birthday immediately devolved into an alcohol conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me ask you something. Coincidence? I think not. But 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 here here's all I'm gonna say. Do we geek out over the beef shack? Yes, we do. Yes, we, yes, do. we do. Do we geek out over alcohol? Yes, we do. Yes. And, Arguably more than we should, but whatever. And do we geek out over Loftus? And yeah, we do. I mean, it we just is true. We do. Unfortunately. We do. So because, I mean, because he's a faithful listener. You know. He is. He's he's him and Aaron. Him and Aaron. <laughs> Yay. And Aaron, you know what Aaron geeks out about? Muscles. Muscles. Did y'all see that picture that dude posted on Instagram? Chasing 405. (laughs) Like, my guy. (laughs) Like, he's one of those guys that is a pastor and is yoked in a profession it is completely unnecessary for. We're we're talking about going to Beef Shack. Meanwhile, Scarby is the Beef Shack. That's the problem. That's exactly right. Beef Shack. That's pretty much yeah. That I, that's know, I was not, like, look at look, he was facing us, and I was like, look at my guy's back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his back from his front. <laughs> Dang, my dude is yoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe someday they're gonna enjoy this listening to this episode. True. Yeah, they True. are. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, it, Pat, Pat, let's just be honest. It, not someday. We're not. It, that's well, this that's never gonna happen. No. Although, although um, I am down twenty pounds since I started at uh, hey at, at the Costco's Slim, slimming down, yes. Getting the yoked, not going to happen. I not, want not, to be so bad, but not bad enough to do anything about it. <laughs> right, they, right. That's not, the problem. Unless unless they take Pat, you know, from from the front and have him start slinging like pallets up onto the upper decks without the forklift yeah then you know yeah ain't, ain't gonna happen ain't gonna happen ain't although that i lead do, us onward i do enjoy now my 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 costco trips when i can be like oh, there he is hi i love i love that that your daughter even though she had to go to the bathroom for like the entire trip that you guys were there almost and she still took time out to stop by and made sure that I saw her and said hi to her. So yes, that was awesome. Yes, that was awesome. You are you are Kate's dad, by the way. Okay, I'm 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 fine with that. I'm fine with that. I've been called worse, so you know, <laughs> by an eight year old. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> still yes, still yes, yes, yes. yes. So, right. gentlemen. It's been over a week since we've recorded. See, a lot has happened. So Not much really. so, so much. Well, I didn't get to t- the new episode of Titans this week. This week's okay. episode. Um, I did. I did watch the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, though. 
Yes. Um, and I'm I'm obviously caught up on Andor because it was the finale. So where do we want to start? Oh, just go with Andor. Uh, let's just kill it out. Sure. Let's let's kill it. Um. So Andor for me, I was. I was super surprised at how much I liked it. Um, and the, the season finale lived up to the hype of, of, of what they were building towards. I feel like, you know, we're seeing the true cost of, of the rebellion of, of starting a rebellion against the empire. And so, um, yeah, I, I think I think it was super well done, and totally looking forward to a season two. Um, the fact the fact that he he saved he he saved Bix, um, and that they were they the the, the planet was already Ferris was already having planning their own little mini rebellion with the death of his, with the death of Andor's mom. So it was like, okay, this was going to happen regardless of if he was there or not. And he just happened to be there and good things happened. And, and, it, but it cost them too, cause they lost some people. So yeah. I, I believe like TJ has said several times, uh, my boy Cassian is a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. that, that, that boy ran up in there. He's like, I'm going to save Bix. Flip dude over, put the gun to his chest, and pulled the trigger. Didn't even think about it. No. This, no this hesitation. Is not, this, is not your, this, is, this is not your good guy rebel uh, leader. Um, this is, this is your, like, like TJ said, the, the serenity guy, he's like, I do the stuff that needs to be done so that other people can keep their hands clean. He, he got no qualms, no qualms in somebody's life. None. Um, yep. That is accurate. And then that, uh, so, something that, that was pointed out to me and uh, I, I see it a lot too though is so um, you know you look at his look at his little uh, his little droid and this is the first time you know aside from like uh, you know Solo did a little bit and Rogue One somewhat with K2SO but like C3PO and R2D2 they, they've long shown that droids are sentient they have thoughts they have feelings they have their own personalities they are their own thing this is the first time anybody has given a droid empathy Mm -hmm. like when marva died you know he he was like do you want to go say goodbye you know do you want you know we can we can clear the room we can give you some time do you he's like can you can you just stay here with me tonight he's like all right just for tonight this is the first time that somebody like treated a droid like something that has feelings mm-hmm. like Luke never treated like he was worried when R2 got shot, but he never really thought about R2 or 3PO was having feelings. 
they constantly told three PO to go, you know, jump in the lake. Like they're like, we don't, we, we don't care about it. Just shut up. Um, so it was kind of nice to have this harsh contrast of like, you know, you've got the people who are supposed to be like the shiny examples that are really aloof with these droids. And then you've got these hard scrabble, you know, people that just are eking out life, busting their butts every day, working hard that are very empathetic to these droids. You know, they're like, they're part of our family. They, you know, we care about them as much as we care about people. Like they let the mm-hmm. droid have a front, like a place of honor for her funeral. I mean, I get that he had the the recording, but he was, he was up front leading the way and doing his little music. It's, it's kind of, it's just, it's really this show for all intents and purposes should have been a throwaway show. Like same thing with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, like I, I said, I'm like, there's no purpose for this. And it came out and it just, it raised more questions that needed to be than, than, it, than it solved. It gave us a cool scene, but it just didn't make sense. It was, it was kind of not coherent. Whereas this was a throwaway show that it's like the gummy bears theme song. It didn't have to go that hard, but it did. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, um, Yeah. This show is, is great because it is a throwaway show but it actually did something useful with spending all of this time inside of this 67-year period that we already know pretty much everything about. This show has actually done something helpful, which is to show us, like Pat said, the cost of starting a rebellion. That it's not all moonbeams and rainbows that... People lost their lives, and I mean, we got the speech, right, that your boy is Emperor Palpatine on the rebellion side, getting ready to use everything at his disposal to defeat the Empire. He is not the idyllic, you know, uh, safe haven that they're fighting for. And, you know, like like I said, becoming the evil so that others can prosper without the empire. And so this show has given us that, and it's well-written, it's well-acted, it's not fan service for fan service sake. We know that next season will be the last season, which I absolutely love it when shows are like, we're going to tell our story, and then that's it. We're not going to milk this thing and jump the shark and turn into something stupid. So I'm digging it. And obviously, I don't know. Did y'all have any inkling that they were making Death Star parts? I figured they were making Death Star parts. I I liked that it was the gun, though. I liked that it was the right. Because, I mean, I figured at this timeline, the Death Star is being built. Because Rogue One is them stealing the plans for the Death Star. And then right Rogue One ends right where Episode 4 begins. And the Death Star is already built and ready at that point. So I figured this is the time. Because, I mean, building something of that, of that takes a decade, at least, to build something of that size. Um, so I, I figured that's what they were making, is something something for the Death Star. 
Um, but like I said, I, I like that it was the like the kind of the solar array for the for the planet killer. Um, and I agree with uh, Aaron Scarborough when he said that was a cool scene. That, that was a very just, cool scene. Just the whole the whole scene as you pan out and you see how those little parts that they were making in the prison comes together to make basically the weapon. Yes. And to TJ's point, you know, if, uh, what, I can't think of his name, but like if, uh, um, Skarsgård's character, you know, he's the, you know, he's the anti Palpatine. Right. Now Andor is going to be the anti Vader. Like they're the anti Sith. They're not Jedi. They're just the anti Sith. Like they're, they're on the opposite, complete opposite side, willing to do the same level of heinousness to get rid of the other one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Like we already said, Cassian will just walk in and shoot you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, when he flipped dude over, I'm like, okay. He, oh, he shot him in the chest. <laughs> like point blank shot him in the chest. Fair enough. All right, cool. But one thing we didn't get to talk about last week, and it was all like it was, I'll accept it because it was like the tiniest bit of fan service, but Homeboy Spaceship. It's got lightsabers on it. <laughs> it 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 did something like it shattered the tractor beam went <laughs> full on like attack mode and then and then Darth mauled some lightsabers through some tie fighters <laughs> that's a cool spaceship and you know what? I, I was like, that's on the verge of being fanboy, but it was just subtle and quick enough that I'll accept it because I was also like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, and that, you know, that leads into all the speculation. Was he a Sith or was he, was he in the, trained as a Jedi at some point? And did he walk away from it? I would imagine just as his, I don't think so. I think just in his position as an antiquities dealer, he probably came across some kyber crystals and used those to fit his ship. Um, But like all the little stuff that he had, it's just like, okay, told a ship, told a ship. He was like, I need an active transponder now go. Like he had, he had it all ready. Yeah. He's yeah. super prepared. For whatever, yeah. Like I said, the fact that he he shot those little needles, busted out the busted out the the tractor beam. I was like, okay, pew 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 pew. Brought brought out his little guns. I'm like, all right. So this homie can shoot down Tie Fighters while piloting his ship. I'm like, the Falcon couldn't do that. That's true. I mean, are you going to make a ship cooler than the Falcon? No. But... (laughs) Did you give it a good try? Yes. I mean, mean, honestly, in the the hierarchy of cool ships, I'm going to put this one second behind the Falcon ahead of Slave 1. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I got you. Space lightsabers on your spaceship kind of 
that I mean that's that's something you you can't and they had to charge up though so I mean apparently, apparently they took a lot of energy yeah because they had to charge up but I mean space lightsabers I mean do I want them to make a Lego of this I'm not saying yes but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not saying you should do it, but I am saying I will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you you start ranking ships. I think that uh, the Razor Crest goes above Slave One. The Razor Crest is pretty cool. The Razor but... Crest was pretty cool, but the Razor Crest got got so many times. Like that thing was bailing wire and chewing gum by the time <laughs> he got to the end of the line. By, by, by the okay, time, are you, are, you, are you talking about the Razor Crest or the Millennium Falcon? I'm confused now because they were both pretty much the same thing. No, no, no. The Millennium Falcon never got completely gutted, stripped, rebuilt, crash landed, and attacked by ice spiders and destroyed. And then landed on a planet and blown up from the sky. The the Razor Crest went through some stuff. I mean, William Falcon, the William Falcon, like it was, it was kind of run down, but he was purposefully kind of kept it looking low key because he wanted to fly under the radar. It yeah, it landed in a in a space worm stomach. I right, cool. The Razor Crest got beat up. Okay. Hard. And then and then fixed on a budget, just enough for it so it could fly. And then that whole ice planet scene where he crashed into the walls a couple times and had, like I said, giant space spiders trying to punch out the window to where he had to like completely go to pilot from another area and decompress that section of his ship. That and was his space like, hoopty. Then he's like, Yay, I've made it. <laughs> I can go home. Oh, maybe not. And then he got his little, like, you know, crotch rocket after that. He did. So, he upgraded from his space hoopty. But, but like I said, if, if this, if, if Andor can avoid the whole, okay, now we got to go into fanboy mode that Mando went into in season two, if they can avoid that. This will be the pinnacle of Star Wars. And you would hope that Disney has heard enough of that. Stop giving the fanboys what they okay, want. But no, 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 no. Because the we are in the minority, Pat. Most people love the fact that Bo-Katan and Luke Skywalker showed up and they they ate that. They ate it up. That's all the, the Book of Boba Fett was, was fanboy stuff. You know, they brought in what's his name? Um uh, what was lizard lizard dude? The Gorn. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no the the bounty hunter that that is from Rebels or uh Clone Oh Wars. Cade Ban. Cade Bane. Yeah. No. Yeah, Cade Bane. Yeah. Uh, they brought you know, they brought him in, then they, they brought, you know, the 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 uh Yep, the monster. What's his name? The the Rancor monster back. 
they just it was just a bunch of it was just a bunch of fan service. That's all the whole thing was. So if if they can avoid that and just keep this core thing, I mean, again, there were only two characters that we had previously seen. Actually, I, I guess technically three, because uh, apparently one of the guys that was on the table with him in the prison is in Rogue One as well as that same character. So I guess he's mm. in the Rebellion too. Um, but there's really only two characters in Andor that we have seen previously. But it they they weren't, you know, of course it's Ant Cassian Andor and then Mon Mothma. Um but we're getting backstory on them. It's not like, hey, look at this cool, stupid thing that you didn't know Mon Mothma was secretly a Jedi and working against Palpatine. Um <laughs> there was tell tell me they wouldn't do something like that though, because they would. Um, and the fanboys would eat it up. Andor, you know, Andor is actually a Skywalker. Um, <laughs> the, the the one thing that I that I'm they kind of dropped, and I'm not sure about, and maybe they'll pick it up in season two. Is like the first couple episodes were all about I gotta find my sister, and then it was like who. Yeah. So um it'll be interesting to see if like that that one I mean I doubt it because she's that but like the the one other rebel girl that is like with the rich rebel girl maybe that's the sister I don't know. She's she's a cool character. <laughs> Yeah, she she she's like she's like Andor. She's like I don't care. She's like right. I love you, but this comes first, and I stabbed the dude straight up in the in the belly because he was there. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, he deserved it. Yeah, he's like, why you follow me? That's why. So I can yeah, pick you out. That whole family is, or that whole. Uh... Multiple folks is shoot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Situation. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I, th- I think her, her and Andor are pretty much at the top because I think the rich one, she likes to think that she would shoot somebody, but I don't think she has it in her. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, her and the other one and Andor definitely do. They they're just like, all right. Yeah, Andor is like, yo, why don't you stop shooting people till we figure out what we need to do? Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, I would prefer you to 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 be not dead, but I mean, if you're here, you might as well be not. You might as well to be dead. I mean, as long as you come all this way. Mm-hmm. Um. But yes, Andor was fantastic. That that is my uh, my technical. Um, reviewing observation and or was awesome and so i i think it's fair to say that they surprised us all because we didn't think this show was going to matter and 100 i mean i was on the record as saying this this is a nothing show that doesn't matter and i didn't want to watch it like the only reason i watched it is because of this podcast and i i 100 walked myself back so you have one fan, Disney, because of our podcast. You're welcome. 
at least for Andor, maybe not for everything else. But so, yeah, it, it, it told us a good story. And, you know, I mean, how many times have we said on this podcast that that's, that's what we want. If it's, if it's story, if it's character driven, it's going to be good. If it's fanboy service, it, it's not going to be as good. 100%. I mean, after after Obi-Wan, I was ready to write Star Wars off. Sure. I was like, no, they 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 they've lost it. There ain't nothing they can do. They this is this is what we're left with now is just this. And then they show up with Andor and I'm like <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I hate you for making me have hope again. <laughs> I'm here for um, Rebel Season 5, also known as the Sokotana show. Yeah. But only because I want I want to know what happened to Ezra and Thrawn. I'm still waiting for the Acolyte. That's the next one that I'm interested in. But I love Rebels so good, so I'm, I'm I, ready for I it. I know you do. I know. And I just want to day, know what happened to him. I just one I day I will just send me an email. I don't care. I just want to know what happened to him. <laughs> one day I will go go back and watch them. I started watching uh, after after I started the season of Titans. I'm like, you know what? I never watched Doom Patrol. I should probably do that. So I started watching Doom Patrol. Nice. It is it is way darker than Titans. Hmm. It's sillier, but it, I don't know if you guys have watched it yet. Way darker than Titans. With a name like Doom Patrol, it almost has to be. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's an episode where um, they're they're being attacked, and Cliff, Robot Man, finally just is like, "All right, you know what? I'm I'm done," and literally just starts ripping people in half and beating other people with the lower half of the person he just ripped in half and smashing heads into stone walls until they're like just exploded watermelons and they show it. I mean, that's what I got to do sometimes. But yeah, that's got Brandon Frazier in it. It does. He's, he's Cliff Steele. I did not realize then I was pleasantly surprised when I first started watching the first season is Alan Tudyk is the main bad guy for the first season. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know. I didn't either. And we love Alan Tudyk. We we definitely love Alan Tudyk. So yeah. I, I, I recommend it if you have a chance, but after that, okay. then I'll I'm, I maybe I'll I'll start watching Clone Wars just to get through it and then. Did we say what the um? Did we say what our thoughts were on the holiday special, or did we? Just we haven't gotten to the holiday special. We, that we, we haven't gotten there yet. We, oh, we okay. acknowledge. I was like, we started with Andor. I figured we get the we go Andor Titans and then holiday special. And okay, then, all right, okay. So we got one episode guys- of Titans. You guys can talk Titans. I haven't watched the most recent episode. Well, we don't have to talk about the most recent one. We can talk about the one before that, which is where uh, Connor gets stabbed because apparently magic knives. Mm-hmm. Um, throws a snake up into a toilet. 
which he was he was a lot less affected by that than I would have been. The snake, yeah. <laughs> um, snake I would I would have been bothered by that. Um. Then, uh, yeah, there, there's some there that they they got magic, and I think uh, Connor's trying to come to terms with the fact that you know they brought it up. They're like, oh. Superman's got like a blind spot for magic, you know. It's the one thing he's like, no, he doesn't. They're like, no, yeah, no, 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 really, no, yeah, he does, yeah, no, yeah. Um, he 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 don't he don't like magic because magic will mess him up. Connor's like, no, that ain't true. Stabbed in the gut with a magic knife. Oh, dang, that's a little true. (laughs) Um, and then really, it was just a lot of setup. You'll you'll like this last episode, Pat. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of payoff from that came comes. Gar t- stretches his powers to the absolute maximum. I believe. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah that's going to be interesting. Or should I say to the absolute minimum? I don't know how to phrase it, but he he pushes them powers. Okay. Um. And they even they kind of because they did it in the last season where they tied in Doom Patrol with Titans. They kind of did it again because they mentioned Niles Calder, who is Timothy Dalton's character in Doom Patrol. So, you know they're they're bringing all that together. Mm-hmm. Um, although since they're at Star Labs, I'm surprised that they haven't run into Silas Stone, who is Cyborg's dad, and apparently runs Star Labs. Um. We'll go there, but yeah, Titan, Titans is good. Like I said, I think each season has gotten progressively better, and I'm excited to see this, where this one's going. It's it is, it's a. Uh, they're doing a very good job, unlike the I think some of the the WB shows of increasing the stakes each season without just absolute blowing it out at the beginning, so that you have to go ridiculous in the next season. Um, they're just constantly giving you, you know, a, a different way to go. Like, you know, the first, se- the first season you had Trigon, which I'm like, I mean, starting with fighting a demon, that's pretty rough. <laughs> that's, that's hard. That's going to be hard to top. That's hardcore. Um, you know, and then they went Deathstroke and I'm like, I mean, okay. Yeah. Cause Deathstroke, I would rather fight Trigon to be honest than Deathstroke. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because Trigon will kill you quickly. Um, and then now they're kind of fighting Trigon again, but he doesn't want to show his face because he's scared. Um, so he, he sends his scared. minions. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'm in, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I would definitely agree with you that it's gotten better every season, and I am interested where this is going. You know, I still don't. I guess I'm frustrated with Connor's character development. He's kind of backslidden a little bit in thinking he still has to prove himself, in my opinion. Um, but but other than that, I think I think you're right that it has gotten progressively better. I think it's less that he feels like he has to prove himself and more that he feels that especially after meeting Lex that 
he needs to show that that is not his primary. Like he's not controlled by that side because, you know, Lex kind of put those doubts into his head. It's like, Hey, you know, you're, you're feeling this and you're feeling that. And I see it because you know why you're feeling that? Cause that's how I am. And I think that put a little more like, Oh, maybe I am more like him in his brain. So he, he wants to, he wants to show that he's, you know, he's got the Superman thing. And he's also got this idealized thing in his head that Superman is perfect. Like, I think he needs to talk to Kal-El because he's got that thing in his head that Superman's perfect. Like, Superman doesn't mess up. Superman has no weaknesses. Superman is Superman. Um, And we know that that's not true. But I think nobody telling Connor that is going to work. I think Kal-El's got to tell him that. They're like, hold up, no, I am not perfect. I got, you know, I mess up all the time, but I constantly try, and that's where it comes from. Like, I never give up. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, now Trey's standing up. No, he's not. He's looking for something. Oh. We're getting a great view of the bottom of your beard, though. There it is. TJ, your thoughts on Titans? I mean, Trey pretty much crystallized kind of where we are so far in the season. Um, So I'm here for it. I'm interested to see what, uh, how they, I agree with you a little bit in the Connor vibe story. I want, you know, something else. Something more, maybe, I guess. I don't know how to say it. So. You want to be more Superman-like. Yeah, for sure. But also, the uh, the vibe for the program, vibes are high. Okay. So moving on to the final topic that I think we have for tonight would be the Guardian to the Galaxy Christmas special. The Kevin Bacon story. The the making Kevin Bacon be the hero that he is, yes. Yeah. I I found it I found it entertaining. Um I think you know they were probably constrained by only having access to those two actors, like on a extended basis. So you basically had to write a story around Drax and Mantis. Um, but I liked Kevin Bacon. Um, you got to like Kevin Bacon. The, you know, the whole chase scene was was pretty funny. You know, because you got to imagine, like he's he's in his house, and he's like, okay, these you know, these cosplayers dress up, and then Mantis like leaps up and is like leaping from wall to wall, sticking, you know, from the second when you're like, I may be losing my brain. I'm we so haven't cool. seen her do that before. Um, 
And then I, I like the the kind of reveal that she was actually one of Ego's kids. So they're they're half siblings. Half, half siblings. Um but then you kind of get like a lot of times like we we've seen like okay Drax is Drax is strong and we're not really we don't really get kind of a a gauge of how strong he actually is. And then like he's laughing off getting shot with a 45 cuz it tickles. Yeah. And then just like one hand rage flips a police cruiser. <laughs> so now I think we have a better concept of Drax is pretty strong. Um, I did like the, she's like, do you think you could throw me over the. You got to give me time to get be ready. I didn't do you want me to throw you or not. Um. But it was it was a it was a good uh I like the the bringing Cosmo in a little more. Although, if I recall correctly, in the comics, Cosmo and Rocket hated each other. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> although go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say the the the, the part where Jeff, Rocket's like don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. The raccoon talked. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so the real question is, so when Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out, have they done any pre-work with this? Do you guys think? Well, I mean, now it's established that they bought Nowhere. Because they hadn't mm-hmm. done that in, in two. Um, Gamora is not with them, so now yep. that's that's reestablished. Nebula is. Peter's super bummed. Yeah, Peter's bummed. Um, so we still we've got everybody with them except for 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 Gamora. Um, Groot is now at like I would say what sixteen seventeen. Awkward age. Teenager. Like the whole, I just hit puberty mm-hmm. and kind of buffed out. So he's got the big head, but he's that you know he's thick, but he's not tall yet. Um. Yep, and then we know that Guardians of the Galaxy three will be the last ride for these guys. Yeah, because the the way they phrase this it, kind of thing, this will be the last Guardians of the Galaxy with this lineup. Um, I, I believe Bradley Cooper said he's not going to do another one. Batista said he's not going to do another one. I'm pretty sure. I thought Chris Pratt said he wasn't going to do another one. I'm pretty, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Pratt said he wasn't going to. Um, so, uh, which is fine. James Gunn. Yeah. Which is fine. If we're being honest, if they, they, they told their say story. That, yeah, they say that. And if we don't get, any more Guardians of the Galaxy stories, it'll be okay. Well, that, I mean, here, here's the thing. Let, let's be honest. Um, if Pratt doesn't do one, okay, we lose Peter Quill. If if Batista doesn't do it, we lose Drax. Um, if Bradley Cooper doesn't do it, somebody can do Rocket's voice. I mean, oh, let's sure. be honest. Let's be honest. Somebody can do Rocket's voice. Um, 
even if Vin Diesel doesn't do it, somebody can do Groot's voice. Ain't nobody going to see Guardians of the Galaxy because Bradley Cooper does Rocket's voice or because Vin Diesel does Groot's voice. I can sit there and go, I am Groot. There we go. People people are going to see Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt and Drax. And Zoe Saldana and Karen Gillian. So, So, you know, you got that. Um, (coughs) And that's fine. Like, you know, if we don't get any more, like what other stories do we need that the Guardians of the Galaxies are absolutely vital for? None. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, The Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the lineup that they had for Annihilation was spectacular. But they were were overpowered. It was Nova, Beta Ray Bill, Silver Surfer. You could have stopped at Nova and Beta Ray Bill and that would have already been overpowered. Right. Right. Yeah, but are we going to get annihilation? I I don't know. I don't know. They they seem to be pushing the off-planet stuff. So whether it's multiverse stuff or whatever, but what you got to think about it. We're getting Kang Dynasty, and then we're getting Secret Wars. I mean, uh, both of which technically. Don't don't take place on Earth of the Marvel Universe. The oh, oh for sure, for sure, for sure. Six one six. Do we really do we really need the Guardians of the Galaxy for the Kang Dynasty or the Secret War? No, no. So we've got the next you know six or seven years of Marvel where we don't need the Guardians of the Galaxy. So if we don't get one for another six or seven years and then they reboot it to whatever they're doing next, if they're needed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm, 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 I'm up for it. Um, I think the next, the next Marvel thing we got coming out is quantum mania. Yeah. That's not till February. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we might have a TV show between now and then, but I think the next movie is Quantum Mania. Yeah, I mean, that's say, definitely the next movie. You say that's not till February, but my God, that, that's only three months away. <laughs> it's not oh yeah, I know. Long. I'm just saying, I don't think we have any. I know, but it's one of those things where I, I saw something the other day that was like the TV show advertisement was like you know January of 2023. I'm like, why are you advertising that far in advance? Oh, that's a month out. <laughs> Oh, 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 um, but that was what my wife is interested in. Is that Mayfair witches? Of um, course she's interested in it. I mean, that's what I'm, she geeks out about. It is. I mean, I'm gonna watch it cause it's, uh, Alexander Daddario's uh, in it and sure. She pretty. <laughs> she's pretty. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure she's she is a witch because those eyes aren't normal. Okay. Yeah, they're real blue. You don't normally have that dark a hair and then blue, that blue eyes. It's like a weird combination. Yet here we are. Truth, truth. Um, I tell you, one show that I am looking up, looking out for is that uh, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians mm. with uh, 
with little dude from the Adam Project as Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for that. I liked the Percy Jackson movies with uh with, with her, her and your boy. So which boy? I don't remember what who he is. See the the pro- the problem with the 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 movies that a lot of people had, I mean, again, is if you read the books, they started them out at like 17. Yeah. Percy's like 13 when he first goes to Camp Half-Blood. Like, that's the whole point. He spends like four years at Camp Half-Blood. Oh, yeah. I got you. It's like Harry Potter. It'd be like Harry starting out at 17. Like, I graduated. I graduated Hogwarts. No, you didn't. You died like three times before you got there. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to that because I, I dug me I dug the books I liked all those books. Yeah, I'm, I haven't read I'm a, those books. I'm a big mythology dude. So Rick Riordan he wrote there was one that he wrote for the 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 Greek gods, which is the Percy Jackson. He wrote one for the Roman gods, which they have their own camp, which came into like the Percy Jackson books later. Um, which is funny because it's they even they even acknowledge it's like it's the same gods. They just yeah, they just respond name. they just respond to different names at different times, but then he also wrote one for the Egyptian gods, mm. um, and the Asgardian gods, yes, and the Norse gods, yeah, and the Norse gods. Um, so, you know, those are all those are all really good. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the Percy Jackson. Hopefully, we can get into some of the other ones if this goes well. But I just like I like. Uh, uh, what is his name? Like Walker Shovel or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gonna be Percy because if he can bring that same uh, kind of smart smart butt uh, Adam Project secret or underground what was the secret layer or whatever it was secret headquarters yeah, whatever that Owen Wilson movie was called yeah if he can bring if he can bring that same you know. Smart, smart buttery Alex. yeah then i will i will approve 100 percent. yeah you know what else movie this is just it popped into my brain is not uh terrible and i like it is the sorcerer's apprentice with nick cage it it, it I, you're right it is not terrible it's not good but it's not terrible I didn't, I didn't say it was good i said it wasn't terrible and it's like a but it had uh Oh, I just forgot his name. Doc Ock. Alfred Molina? Yes. And Nick Cage. And uh, it was entertaining. Yeah, it it wasn't... uh, No, it wasn't National Treasure. No, but it it was fun. So I don't know why Speaking that popped up. National, National Treasure. They're making a TV show on Disney Plus. Yeah, with a girl. With a the treasure hunter is a lady. Nice. Oh, that's right. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh the kid was uh uh the same he was from uh How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, he was the same voice of Hiccup. Jay Bruchel, or however you say his name. So getting back to the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, <laughs> I, I agree with Trey. Like, 
it was entertaining. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, di- I didn't think it was a waste of 45 minutes. So, no, I, I, I it think was just I, fun. It was, it was, it was, it was entertaining. Um, I, I will, I will probably put it in my Christmas, Christmas movie rotation. So I still have one burning question though. How did Nebula get Bucky's arm? I don't know. I don't know. That was a good question though. Cause he, when he opened that, I, I laughed so hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But here's the thing. I think that was his original arm. Yeah, I think it was too. I don't think that was his Wakanda arm. But if it was his Wakanda arm, maybe the 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 uh, Dolomar. Uh, wait, what am I trying to say? My brain's not working. It's late. The Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje taught her how to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and she said, ha, 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 and then his arm fell off. <laughs> yeah, but now like, Bucky, I'll get it back to you. This is a present. Now, now Bucky's got to show up and go like, please, may I have another arm? Because <laughs> oh. I just remembered the Falcon Winter Soldier, that face when she took his arm off. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. <laughs> Sam was like, did you know that could happen? <laughs> no. Well, that that scene had two great two great things because like she just straight like you know uh, Chinese pressure pointed his arm straight out to like bip, 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 bunk, uh, but then also uh, wish dot com cap he got his he got his butt handed to him and he was just like he's just like they're not even super soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, you don't was, don't go up against so them, guy. He was yeah. so sad. Like he was just like. They don't even have powers. Yeah. Don't pick a fight with the Dora Milaje. And they still handed you your butt. Yeah. The only only person that Akoi ever had trouble with is Giant Fish Dude. True. Okay, folks. We, boys, we've been talking for about an hour now. A little over an hour. That is because... You guys are a pleasure to talk to, and I enjoy that, it. Okay, and I don't have a problem with it. TJ's like tired. I'm getting tired. Trey, oh, TJ's know. good. TJ, if you just finished his apple suit, his apple juice, apple juice. <laughs> That's juice. easy for him to say. He's a fizz his drinks. <laughs> I'm feeling very, very juicy. He's I'm feeling, feeling very, very, right very warm. <laughs> so he's gonna pass out soon. Whatever. Um, We'll just wrap this one up and uh, just if you have thoughts on anything we've talked about, whether the ending of Andor, uh, where Titans is heading, or the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. We would love to interact with you. So let us know. Um, I think that's it. I think that's, that's the spiel. So... Please stay geeky, my friends. Embrace your inner geek. Bye. Right here, folks. We will see you later. I had to remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I agree.